fathers killing sons, brothers killing brothers, mothers with their sons. Anyway, it's Ragnarok. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello. Welcome. We are finally here. We are finally on air. Welcome, everyone. Uh, it is the final episode, season five, episode 20, the final episode of Vikings. This is the Vikings After Show. My name is James Simmons. Watch out. And that's Al. Got some music. Got his thing going. Because he has his iPad going because we are with y'all in the chat room right now. Algie up in the house with you guys in the chat. Uh, and, and I'm in the chat and everyone's in the chat. So listen, the live chat is here. We're going to be reading your comments like Emily Edwards earlier was like, this episode was nail-biting and intense and crazy. Yes, Emily, it was nail-biting and intense and crazy. Uh, so we're just going to get right to this. But before we get right to it, I'm going to pause. We're with pause. you in the live chat. Just audio still on Al. Sorry. I'm with you in the live. That's all right, boo. I got you. We're with you in the live chat. So uh, you guys are going to be our third, fourth, fourth co-host. Because as you'll notice, we have no Yaku Vinnings. And of course, we have no Kerry. Mm. So shout out to both of them. Yaku is off in a different country. He ain't even in the United States right now. But I know he has watched the episode. He may even be tuning into us right now. Um, and again, I'm James Simmons. And welcome to the show, Al. Thank you, Al Greg. I'm full half black. That's my big brother, full half, young half black. <laughs> young half black. I'm full half black. <laughs> I love how I'm the younger brother who's the older, young, yeah, full yeah, half black, whatever, whatever. That. We figured out. Oh, I lost my comments here. So listen, we typically go by storyline. Uh, we don't like to go like just work our way through an episode, except I think in this episode we need to do that. Okay. I think this episode completely justifies... Working our way through this episode, because there's some crazy stuff that went down, and frankly, everything happens in Catacut, right? It's like, all about Catacut. It is all about Catacut. And before we go any further, though, we have to introduce our voice of God, our uh, fabulous engineer, the man who holds it all together and keeps us in line and keeps me in check for sure, Mr. Steve Say, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? What up, Steve? How are you all doing? Good, good, good. Thank you for joining us tonight, everybody. Thank you, thank you, everyone. Um, well, I'm gonna try to get my comments going. I don't know, Al. If you yeah, have your no, comments. Yeah, I got up. him here. I see. Uh, is it Ar- Ariadne? Of course. I see Jason Burns. I see a lot of Jason Burns, and man, those guys are popping. So thank you for being with us. Uh, thank you guys for being with us. Is right. Oh, I see some of you. Uh, Jeff is saying that uh, Yaku's out drinking wine. You're actually not far off. <laughs> not far from the truth. But you know what? I'm going to give you all a little cliffhanger before we jump into the episode. Yaku is off doing some really cool shit. Uh-huh. So be sure to follow him on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, and go see what he's doing. He'll, he'll, he'll tell you more. There may or may not be beer in here, just FYI. Because we're <laughs> celebrating the last episode. It is in Katsukut. And we, we start right off with, uh, we see these two armies. Or these scouts come back, right? And they tell Ivar, like, uh-oh. We in for it. Yeah, it's on. It's about to be <laughs> on. And I loved how all the brothers finally clicked up. What we've been talking about all season, what we've been waiting to see. The whole time, right. Yeah. Well, these the scouts, they go and they see. They're like, uh, we see Bjorn uh, and Harold. King Harold, fine hair. And then we see some other folks that we don't know who they are. And guess what? We see Vitzer too. <laughs> like, like your brother. Is that so your you brother? Know. Right. That's your brother. And of course, Ivar trips at this point. He's like, uh, 
I guess I am the chosen one. Man, I love this dude. You know what I was thinking during this entire scene? I feel uh, like this dude, and hopefully y'all agree. I want to know what you guys think in the comments. I feel like this dude should have been in PR. He, man, he's like his, he's his greatest mouthpiece. He's a great publicist. Right. Yeah. No matter what happens. He like, will spin it. He will spin it. He's like, oh, everyone's coming to attack me. It's not that I did something yeah. wrong. It's not that I'm evil. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. It's that I'm the chosen one. That's if right. If everybody's coming to get you, they all just jealous. They all just hating. Right, right, right. <laughs> everyone, everyone is a hater. Well, Speak- what I want to do presenting a question to you guys uh-huh. is, you know, just retrospectively, especially uh, for the chat and everybody else watching, why is it that Ivar seemed to be constantly looking for reaffirmations to reconvince himself that he was the chosen one, to reconvince himself that he was a god? Like he was constantly searching for answers, trying to cover up, perhaps speculatively on my behalf, you know some incredible insecurities with the messed up past he has with his family. Steve, I don't think he ever really believed it 100%. I think Freddy's kind of got him thinking he was the chosen one and he kind of bought into it. But once, you know, he kind of saw the pitfalls of it and the kind of ups and downs, I think he really knew in the back of his head, especially with the birth of his son, that whole tragedy. Mm-hmm. I think Absolutely. that really sh- shook his faith as far as him being chosen and really his faith with the gods. And I I mean, this might be some like 80s psychotherapy stuff, but I'm going to go back to childhood. Like, I don't think Ivar has ever actually had like the self-esteem about anything anyway. He always felt like he was trying to prove himself. He always had a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. You add having like a physical disability on top of that. You add his mother dying on top of that. Like this dude had all kind of issues anyway. And oh, then man. when you start to get in your own head about some stuff and literally you're like sacrificing other people's lives because you don't have your stuff together. Uh-huh. But I don't know if the, I don't want to get too deep on some therapy because okay. no, 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 the I Vikings like it. I like didn't it. really have therapy going on, right? Uh-huh. Speak uh, like someone called me out in the comments last week. They said it was very unviking like of me to start the show off talking about how I had a head cold. <laughs> Vikings don't get head colds. Right. <laughs> he was like, you want a head cold? You get an axe to the head. That's Whack. right. Uh, uh, sniffles, cut off your nose. Right, right, right. right. Um, so, you know, I love you guys are saying in the comments here about how, like, using these things to his advantage. Um, I, Ivar is the best tactician of the brothers. That was true. Our, uh, I, I 100% agree with you. Because these other brothers, I mean, we're going to get to it, but they're like, oh, let's just go into two They just games. charged in, man. Like, where was the strategy? Right. Uh, okay. Um, so, you know, going through this episode, we're going to catch up to these two later on, or one of these two anyway. But, you know, earlier on in the episode, we did have that little tiny cutaway to the boat mm-hmm. where Torvi is on the boat and she's like, Lagatha, what is life about? Basically. And Lagatha's like, life is about suffering. It was like the most morbid <laughs> Life sucks. Ever. That's right, what it's about. Right. What do I tell my kids about life sucking? Yeah, Don't tell live with the truth. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> They're going to figure it out on their own. <laughs> That's it. Um, oh, they're loving your glasses, by the way. Oh, Al, thank you, guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. This way I can actually read the comments, too, and read my notes. Yep. Uh, Travis, because Ivar was a military intellectual and he is insecure. Way to just sum up what I, it took me three minutes to say. Travis, thank you for <laughs> just summing that up. I'm sorry. I'm a little, maybe I need more beer because I'm a little chatty tonight. Uh, so again, we keep these comments coming. By the way, hello to folks on the podcast. I haven't forgot about y'all. Thank you for listening on the podcast. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for liking and following us on uh, wherever you get your podcast, as well as here on YouTube. So moving on. I thought this was really kind of interesting, this King Olaf speech, right? They have set up his character from the beginning to sort of be this 
the the wise sage, if you will. There hasn't really been a fatherly figure, or even other than Lagertha, really, a motherly figure. I guess Judith, but that's kind of a different plot line. But we haven't had someone who's been like, sort of, I'm the wise old sage who's yes. been through all this stuff, and I'm going to tell you yeah. what to do. In Iceland, we see how that turned out with Floki, right? <laughs> in <laughs> Very good. Yeah, yeah. In Katakut, we see how that turned out for the seer. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else was sort of like left to their devices, right? These young dudes just running around killing each other. And then, I mean, I, I thought it was really apropos and an interesting choice for them. We've, we've been talking the last few episodes. Obviously, Olaf is like, he's an allegory for Buddha. He's like Buddha manifesting, you know, 100%. just from his shape and size and earlobes and the whole, there's a really um, iconic image of, Bo- of Buddha just throwing his hands and laughing with his hands in the air, laughing with his hands in the air. And that's what he was doing this half, half the time. Yes. It's like the absurdity. And I think what he, and what he's been saying the whole time is kind of what Lagatha said, is that that ancient Buddhist uh, text that while life involves suffering, it's all about how you carry on during the suffering. So Word. you kind of create your own amount of suffering, you know, based on how you deal with it. But, um, yes. Yeah, so, so I wanted to correct Lagathon on that. Hers is, like, extremely dark, you know. Just because it's dark. <laughs> you can try dark. and look at the bite side, even though you're in the dark. Right, right. But um, with that said, uh, back with this thing about King Olaf. Man, now he's just great, like, this spiritual leader and, like, mystic narrator. It's right, right. see that somebody just wasn't about killing. And about killing, except he talks the gang about killing in this sto- the story of Ragnarok, right? Mm. And he starts it all off, and I was like, wait, is this dude going to... And those there'll be some historians out there who will be like, I should have known this story because I host the Vikings after show. I'm sorry I don't know the story, but that's why we have y'all in the comments here. Can I say this? The only way I know that is because I've seen Thor. I've watched both Thor movies. <laughs> that's the only way. I've seen, I saw Thor Ragnarok. I saw Dark, Thor Dark War, and I saw the first Thor. So right. I've seen all three Thor movies. That's the only reason I know about Ragnarok being the apocalypse. Being the apocalypse, right. Well, when he's, <laughs> King Olaf started telling the story, I was like... Is he going to tell everyone to back off? Is he going to tell them, like, stop? Like, is this his way of sort of, like, easing into the conversation of maybe y'all shouldn't attack Ivar in the first place? And then when Bjorn started chiming in and Gunhild started chiming cool. in and fine hair and everyone, I was like, all right, wait a minute. This is a story that they are. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. They were talking about the death of Odin. Mm-hmm. That, right. And and I have this this one uh, this one bit that King Olaf had said with all the epic uh, storytelling that was going on. Uh, he said that the wolf will swallow the All Father, and Odin's right. the All Father, right? Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. That that just resonated with me for a moment there. I, I like, literally wrote that down, and I was. It reminded me of we just had that super blood wolf moon or whatever. Remember, mm, like last week. Bingo, man! Just nice saying. connection. Maybe maybe the show is paralleling the actual end of times that are coming. I don't, I don't know. know. It's starting I don't to know. feel like it. We're man. not going to get into somebody else in the comments still asks me to not talk about politics either. Just stick to the show. <laughs> just do what you do. I'm like uh, right. okay, we'll talk about the politics in the show though. There's right, 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 the, right. the politics of the show. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna throw some politics in there. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying. We that's like when you're like athletes. Don't talk about politics. <laughs> ah, Shut up and drink. Shut it, right, right, right. I mean, that's probably a different AfterBuzz show, but just saying. Right. So, um, you know, we we moving on from this. There's that scene where Freitas, man, y'all hate Freitas in the comments, man. Mm. All of y'all, Jeff, Ariadne, Jason, Era, I feel like all you guys in the live comments right now were like hating on 
Freitas. And you even said you didn't like Freitas, really? Uh, yeah, man. Well, this because I mean, we always doubted her attentions for day one. Sure. You know, she was willing to lie to uh, to Ivar, as we all thought, just so she could participate in this whole power trip. Right. But I think to, up until that moment, until she until he killed their son, she was still loyal to him. So, and I think that's when she lost all loyalty, and we could see it. And he's like, he tried to get real with her. He's like. I'm sorry, do you forgive me? Like, like I actually felt sorry for Ivo for a moment. They tried to have a get real moment with him, no. so he could be, so he could be a human. No. They, they tried, they tried, and no. even when he, when she was like, and he was like, "Do you forgive me?" She was like, "Yes," and I was like, "No, she don't forgive me. She don't forgive you. Of course, she doesn't forgive you." You know what? I w- I love that they got that Ivar got you for a minute. Uh, that that's the actor doing some really good yeah, acting. Yeah. I got because I didn't believe that for sure. Well, the thing is, you have I feel like you have to have some moments like that because otherwise he's just like a psychopath. He's like right. Terminator, Hitler. So we got for me. I got to remember there was humility humility in this wounded kid, like you said. Sure. The the, the biggest violent, I guess, like thieves are the people who've been you know suffered the most abuse. And feel fear, you right? Know? They don't feel faith and strong and those positive things. So, like you, like you were talking about earlier, totally. Well, and Ro, Ro you say it in the comments here. Freitas was like Ivar's mother playing mind games. Mm. She was for a long time, but I kind of felt for her after after all of this. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why I just decided like I was on Team Freitas. Mm. But but Ivar, how creepy was that? Him just like chilling on the bed, staring at her. I need I need you to know. I need to know that you forgive me. Maybe it was a ploy. Maybe it was Ivar manipulating her to see if she was still loyal. Yeah, good point. Good, I, you know, good point. I actually believe that. I actually believe that it wasn't that he found this, you know, this humility in his heart. Right. Yeah. He didn't have no moment of, of <laughs> humility. Uh, and Jason is saying, Jason, to your point here in the live chat, Jason is saying is Ivar is the most uh, interesting character. Uh-huh. Even though I don't like him, I hate his ass. He is the most interesting That's character. That's why I'm glad like, they didn't kill him. I mean, I kind of want to see him and Bjorn go one-on-one, and then I wanted to see him go one-on-one with with Vitzerk. Yeah. You know, you felt like it was faded, but at the end of the day, we can't lose Ivar, man. He's like the most colorful character. Right, you right. You know, and just like a snake, he's able to slither away. Well, he is able to slither away. He also slithers this, these all these storylines together, mm-hmm. right? We sort of don't have the love that we have for everyone coming back to Catacut, for everyone uniting as one without a common enemy, Right, that's a pretty typical plot uh, aspect of writing. Right, you would need a common enemy to bring everybody together, and Ivar needs to continue to be that common enemy. So, uh, speaking of enemies, they are everybody is getting ready for this battle at this point. Like that's why Ivar was like, "I need to know that you forgive me because I'm about to go off to battle and I might die." Right, like actually die. Interesting the way everybody deals with death, too. We'll get to that. We'll see the whole how, like, uh, Bjorn and, and his wife dealt with it. But, yeah. Hey, would you if you're going to die tomorrow, you, you know, you got to take care of some things today. <laughs> you showed it. Like, really YOLO. Like, you may not live another day. This may be <laughs> right. it. Um, but, you know what, man? One other thing I wanted to bring up. You were talking about uh, uh, Freitas and uh, Ivar. And uh, you were talking about, you know, these weird looks and how you really didn't believe her. Uh-huh. And there was another point, too, we almost got to where uh, she's let the people in in the gate. 
he knows. He knows she's let the people totally. in. And he's willing, and he goes through the charade. They have this weird, violent kind of SM relationship where they still get sexual. Mm-hmm. I know, right? He, no. And she's going with it, too. Her creepy ass is going sexual with him. And I was like, you know he's going to choke you this time. You know he nearly choked you out last time, and this time is going to be it. But I guess, you know, they played it really like, on a psychological, like an eerie level. I'd love to know what people thought about that scene and the sensuality, you know, underneath that. Absolutely. Well, and the 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 underneath of it, all the subtext going on to that scene. I mean, we could jump and talk to that scene yeah. for sure because it was so. There was something very interesting about how she was kind of throwing a little sex at him, maybe, and a little innocence at the same time, mm-hmm. and a little uh, sort of standoffish, not mm-hmm. standoff, but like standing up. She's like, "Yeah, I let them in," and I and she like puts her hand on his chest and. You ask Al the whole time we were watching. <laughs> we were watching at that point. I like jumped up out of the seat and I like put my hands over. I was like, "Uh, what's it gonna do? What's and it to gonna be, do?" And what's the it funny g- thing is, man, it's like imagine anybody else doing that. Yeah, I let them in. You'd probably kill them in a second. But right. but is is our girl Carrie say the power of the pee? You actually pause. You actually pause. Well, the power of the P is she's really pretty, man. You know what I mean? It's like, I may not kill her, you know, immediately. <laughs> but it, but even beyond that, I think the, what, what they were trying on a deeper level uh-huh. than that, like, I mean, the power, right. But the, on a deeper level than that, I think they were trying to get at, like, Ivar is actually a human being. As yeah. much as I don't want him to well, be, as much as I yeah. don't believe it, like, and he's a human being who probably really did love Freitas. Uh, that's the only thing. I believed him when he said that was, he was the only thing he ever loved. Yeah, yeah. and that he said in the... When the time comes, I'm going to weep for you. Like, when this war is over, I'm going to weep for you. And when I'm done killing you. <laughs> when, when I'm done, but you knew it was coming. And yeah. I, I actually thought the death... So at first I was like, oh, he's choking her? Like, I thought he was going to do something more brutal. And then that scene lasted forever. And it was really uncomfortable. Hey, he... I was about to say something. I was like, he hit it from the back. He killed ah! it from the back. Ow. I had to say it. Ah, 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 ah. That, you know, there's the thing when you're looking in somebody's eyes and you're making love, but when you're getting behind them, nope, nope. he's an animal. He's nope. a dog. He's the wolf. He is the, oh, <laughs> the right. The wolf brings down the all father. Well, doggy I style, baby. I mean, I think we just know about uh, Ivar's alligator rolling style of of <laughs> killing, right? So that's that's ended up what he did with uh, Freitas. Some of you guys are saying super banner. I see you guys in there, Jeff, Roe, Tiffany. Uh, welcome, Tiffany. Karma to Freda. She killed the guy who she mated with. He was strangled. Well, he, that's right. Actually, she did end up killing that guy. Yeah. I, yes, I'm not saying that even though I was like Team Freitas at this point, that she probably didn't, I don't know, deserves is not a right word, but deserve what was coming to her. She had some car, a whole bunch of karma shit built up for her, right? Yeah. But I, at the end of the day, I was like, I... Mm, I don't know. I didn't. I, I felt like maybe she was gonna escape or something. I wanted her to, mm-hmm. you know. So we have, but we gotta, we gotta go back to this battle because I thought this was really interesting. You, you get Bjorn just walks up, swole, <laughs> right? I'm Diesel, ready, right, right, <laughs> with a paint on his face, and he's like, or whatever. And mm-hmm. Ivar's just like, cool, y'all can go, go ahead and attack. And meanwhile, I didn't really get this as much. They were coming from a different gate, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Vitzerk and um, uh, Finehair. Uh, coming from the other side, and it was not, it was not. They got basically repelled on both sides, right? That was that was my only disappointment because the show usually has great writing, and you would have thought that 
on this epic battle, they would at least have a little bit more higher degree of strategy. And like, and we've seen Vikings so many times, we know they're going to pour hot oil on them. You know, it's like right, right, we, right. we know that's coming. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad they had that little like the little tarp, but that tarp wasn't cutting it, man. That nope. little tarp wasn't nope. cutting it. It wasn't cutting in. And why spend so much damn time trying to ram this door? I mean, how many people yeah. did they have? And why? This is what I wondered. Why? I mean, I'm getting a little technical. I'm sorry. But why did not did the cover not come right away with the ram? Like, was, why were they just sitting there with the battering ram and, like, hella dudes died, right? They were yeah. just, like, throwing arrows at them uh, and then whack, whack, Because we just got to see all these guys die first. I guess, I guess <laughs> that was why. And, and, you know, but here was, give it cinematically, though, how well was that that scene shot, though, man? Wonderful. When, when, um, yeah, Beautiful. and when they're carrying the, uh, the, bear, or the, the boom, what do you call those things, man? Battering ram. The battering, battering ram. ram. Yeah, yeah, the guys in front who are at the front of the battering ram and they get, like, poured hot oil on them and they're burning in uh, slow motion and guess what Bjorn doesn't even care he's like push push and they're getting like squeezed by the uh-huh. battering ram while they're burning it was just like you might as well just walked over their dead burning bodies but it was it was it was it was hardcore it was great it, and that, well so you think it was great i'm with hfg in the in the comments I thought it was a little silly after a minute. Oh, really? Like you I thought it went on too long. <laughs> I thought it was uh, right a little long too. Like, can we bust through the door? I mean, I get it <laughs> because when they busted through the door, that was some shit. But I was like, you know, uh, uh, the roof was late. Yeah, Jason's coming in on that. That this this the tarp the, the roof the tarp was like a little late on the battering ram. Like for sure. Uh, but uh, I, I think what was so there, lots of things were going on during this. But that that entire time. I wanted King Olaf's job. Back to him being an allegory for the Buddha, right? <laughs> he was just sitting there, arms out, spinning in a chariot. <laughs> talking about, right, fire. Ragnarok. Oh, I have a quote from him, too. He says, come see the death of humanity. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, is this Ring- Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus? Yeah. Like, he was, like, calling people out. I don't know. It was, I, I see the cinematic uh not trick, but what what they were going for, what mm-hmm. Hearst and the directors and the writers and everyone was going for, it just did. It was paralleling Bjorn and the battering ram, mm-hmm. and I just felt like the HFG to your point and some of the other folks in there in the chat room right now, the battering ram scene was a little silly and a little long mm-hmm. to then be paired with this epic fire and flames mm-hmm. like operatic music in the background, King Olaf spinning, like, come see, whatever the quote was, Steve, mm-hmm. right? I just... That was a bit much? That wasn't a bit much if it had been paired with the right scene. Okay. Like, maybe the scene where, to move this forward, they finally get in, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden they're trapped. Okay. That, to me, was the, was the like... <gasps> you know what it sounds like? It sounds like a pacing issue, like an editing thing, too. Because I agree with the battering around went on long. I like the, the, the fire scene, but yeah, the, on a whole, it went on a long time. So yeah, maybe they could have they tweaked the pacing of this a little bit. A, a little bit, something, yeah. And that, I mean, speaking of them going in, uh, how crazy was that? I don't even and know. And I'm like, why did you stop? I'm like, just blow through, man. Just keep blow going. through. I mean, it was a dramatic moment, but... Well, I guess there were still dr- dramatic amount of people <laughs> in the when they came up in there. We're right? in. What do we do? And then, well, then they were surrounded. And yeah, then, and then, you know, uh, Ivar was just, just like unleashing the the arrows on them, which was which was kind of crazy. Meanwhile, this whole time, the other side of Katakut or the other the other gate entrance is going on. Fine here and Vitzer there. Little army, ragtag army, whatever, is there with Magnus, who 
I mean on arrow number one, <laughs> crawled up under that <laughs> wagon. Lord Jesus Christ, help me, Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> is he a is he a Lucky Charm now? <laughs> Who's that guy from from Lucky Charms? A little uh, he's an Irish Saxon. No, I don't know. What do you call those? It's probably racist. What are they? The little leprechaun? Leprechaun, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love that Magnus is already a leprechaun, but he did. He crawled up under <laughs> there and he was like, "Oh Lord Jesus, help me!" <laughs> Al, we need Yaku here to balance this okay, out. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think this is funny though. So poor guy was like praying to Jesus. And then I, I didn't even know how he got knocked out, but he ends up getting knocked out. Uh-huh. Comes to. Right. And I was, man, I mean, thank God he went through that. That was the one thing I felt sorry for this character. You saw somebody who, he had an idea of who he was or who he thought his father was. But it's like, you know, anytime a child who's, um, I guess, uh, who's been abandoned, who's mm-hmm. uh, an orphan for all practical purposes, you could tell them that dad's a great king. But I'm sure he doubts that in his head. So he's never known where he's belonged. He's always belonged in two worlds. And you can see totally. that. And yeah. he's always felt like this outsider. And even to be conflicted to the very end about his religion, I felt sorry for this kid. He was just torn and tortured and lost soul until the end when he did see Odin, I guess. So I was happy at that point. Because to me, the worst thing to die is to die just in total confusion. I don't, you know, I don't know what's going on. I'm in total fear. I don't know where I'm going. At least for him, he had set right in his mind, like, where he was going. Agreed. Yeah, he seemed like uh, he was trying to still figure out who he was. Like, his Mm -hmm. identity was in a constant uh, set of turmoil. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, just at the the right time, came to call himself out as the Chosen One, as the son of Ragnar, approached the gate. Mm -hmm. Harold pulls him back. What are you doing, kid? Get back. (laughs) And then, yeah. Goes out like a G. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> called it too I mean I just I, I guess maybe just something with the the, the uh, cinematography I'm like oh later La- later Magnus yep like, that's, <laughs> that's it. later Magnus is right Steve Jeff and uh, a couple other people are Jason I think Jason in the in the chat room called it he's like you knew Magnus's time was coming mm. when he when he came to and you could even see it with like the light the sun was behind the archers right and he tried to climb the gate and he's like I'm Ragnar's son you can't kill me and Harold's like nah get down <laughs> but then you saw the sun and he all of a sudden is like has a completely different look on that his was face. his I mean that was his moment you yep. know like regardless if the world knew it is like in his heart he finally knew who he was it, good for him to know who he was yeah. right before enough said with that the uh uh you know really interesting here fine hair he i think he physically got beat up the worst of the people who survived, right? Yeah. Of the people who who were living. Because he got up on top of the wall, then lost his sword, then he had to jump down. Remember, he jumped down and grabbed onto that pole, uh, tried to swing on the pole like yeah. he was Simone Biles, and yeah. he fell off and landed on the ground and hurt himself. And at that point, Vitzerk was like, we got to bounce. And Wade, just, just on the whole Harold thing, man, not to skip ahead too much, but he goes and he saves Bjorn and he takes one right in the stomach. I don't... I want to talk to the audience because you should not recover from that. I like how it kind of sealed their brotherhood. We may have been competing for the same woman, but I guess when on the battlefield, you are my brother, and I right. lay down your life for you. But that part kind of made me sad, and I'm and I'm interesting where they're going to go with this character. You're right. Well, Chat people out there. Absolutely. Let us know what you think about uh, King Harold in the comments, of course, in the comments afterwards. If you're watching this afterwards, and of course in the live comments. Um, you know, I, I, of course, medically, I always go to like medically, like mm-hmm. how would, would someone survive this? 
I mean, I think where they got him in the stomach, it's never good to get injured in the stomach, like, period. But it wasn't like a spleen or a liver. Like, okay. it was probably a little lower. It probably was all right. I- he has on what they call plot armor, which means they'll bring him back. Plot- <laughs> <laughs> right, That's need, protecting him. I need some of that plot armor. But I, I thought that was a huge and crucial moment that I'm glad you brought up, Al. And I don't want – I want to know what you guys think of this, too, in the, in the room, in the audience. You know, this, the, the entire time there's that sort of subplot, subplot, subplot of – what is what are Harold's motivations? And I think I looked at you too, or grabbed you or something. I was yeah, like, yeah. right when Bjorn goes down, I was like, what does he do? Because he could let What's him go down. Do? He could yep. let him go down and you know take the kingship, or he could help him. Yep. And it, it would have been super easy. And I didn't know if it he saw Gunhild see him. Did she? At maybe. Okay. The editing was it was a little okay. tough to see it because Gunhild kind of looked up and saw mm-hmm. that Bjorn was about to maybe get it. Uh-huh. And Finehair looked up and saw that Bjorn was about to get it. And uh-huh. it would kind of look like maybe Gunhild saw. I so think, then maybe was that his motivation? You wanted to, I think, and even though I didn't necessarily see her sing, in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, what will Gunhild think just off the top? And I think that would show that he is of strong character. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yep. Rather than, you know, just stab this guy in the back and let him die. Right. Uh, Era is saying in the comments, HFG, seriously, like, the universe has been showing him so many signs that he will not be king. <laughs> Bruh, you're not the king, bro. Uh, right. But Danny disagrees. He Danny thinks that King Harold will become king of Norway. Uh, I kind of feel like that, too, even though, you know, we know what happens with Bjorn here in a minute. Um, you know, that it, it, I feel like Harold, well, I don't know, there's, there's, remember, this show is historical fiction, so they get to let whatever they want to write. The writers, Michael Hurst and the producers and everyone gets to let whatever happened they want to happen. I just want to remind everyone of that, that this show is mm-hmm. not supposed to be uh, verbatim history, right. nor are we historians. But we <laughs> What? Are... You didn't know that? <laughs> what? I, but I'm just saying, sometimes people in the comments are like, right. I don't I do not have a PhD in Vikings. We're just history. fans like you guys, TV We're junkies just like fans you guys. Of that the show, it. right? And this is why we love your comments. We appreciate them. There are actually some Viking scholars who watch the show, who watch this after show, mm. and then comment in the comments Thank about you. stuff that we get right or wrong. Right? Thank you. Which I, I think that's yeah. amazing. Y'all yeah. been around for a couple of years. So uh, if any of you are new to the show, by the way, if you read the comments below. Uh, we usually we tend to get back to you. We were a little lax last week, but we tend to get back to you about these comments mm-hmm. and know that there are actual historians in there mm-hmm. trying to set us all straight because, you know, we mess up the facts all the damn time. Yeah. Just saying. Hey, but well, well, we've had fun with this, and hopefully you guys have had fun, man. And, you know, I hate that we're, this is like bringing it to an end. This is a finale, but I guess we're not quite there yet. But I'm just shedding a tear right now. Thank you. Right, Thank you right. for coming on this journey with us. <laughs> so coming on this journey is is maybe what... Bjorn and Vitzerk and Harold and Olaf were maybe not so happy that they did because they had to retreat. And on their retreat, I thought this was the most, I thought this was a brilliant, brilliant political move. Maybe he did it out of emotion, but maybe he was also doing it out of like desperation. Like this is the way, the only way we're going to win. But when Bjorn stands up there and he's like, look, we grew up together. You know, everyone else has retreated, right? We grew up together. You guys know me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to kill any more of you. Y'all shouldn't want to kill me. Like, mm-hmm. we play together. Like, and Ivar is ruling you with cruelty and savagery or whatever. Like, you know he doesn't have your back. Like, and you know me. Don't kill me. And then he turns his back. And nobody shot him in the back. After Ivar told them to shoot him. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was 
how telling was that? How telling was that? I mean, that's like a Ragnar move, you know. It, but uh, that's when I knew, even though they were in retreat, that's when I knew ultimately that they would win, because uh, the people feared Ivar, but they didn't respect him, and they loved uh, they loved Bjorn. Yep. How can you not, man? So yeah, he, when they say like, in a, okay, how do you win a war? Through their hearts and minds. That's when you knew he had their hearts and minds. If he could ever just get in there in the city, which they did. Absolutely. And that to Ara is saying in the uh, comments here, uh, that speech gave me Ragnar vibes. Yes, it was very yeah, much. We've been kind of talking about that this whole season. Even Carrie. Carrie kicked off the Earth season before she, she had to leave us. You know, Carrie was mm. saying, like, Bjorn is really starting to find his Ragnar legs. Yeah, you know, in a Ragnar. Absolutely. Uh, the Bjorn scene was awesome. You guys are, are agreeing in here. Um, uh, yeah, oh my gosh, the room is blowing up right yeah, now. Yeah, I the see Ara, she's already talking about the, the cheesy ending with Black and, <laughs> and Yeah, and I think uh, Jeff Trexler is saying the same thing too. You Are we ready to go there yet? Or am I we almost, too much? almost. We got, I got two. Bam. That one didn't go. All right. I got, hold on, I got one more. Because we got to get to this. This. Uh, there we go, that one was better. Yeah. The uh, I finally got it in front of the camera so you can see that I'm throwing a piece of paper. Nice. Uh, so we have this. We have a little pause in between the... Uh, do you like my pause? Face? I like that. We have a little pause. Pause. Uh, in between, Bjorn gives a speech. Bjorn walks away. And then Gunhild is like, you know what? We almost died today. And we might die tomorrow. So you know what I need from you, Bjorn? Ow. She needs some... Nick, nothing. Runs with Nick. <laughs> oh, and also shout out to the epic uh, rescue that she pulled on Bjorn's behalf when he was locked That's inside. That's true. That was a good one. You know, that, that was a pretty awesome, like, wall-scaling yeah. rescue, just nicely timed and everything. Yeah, man, no, like she's, she's boss. hardcore, Like a boss, man. absolutely. Wow. And, at, and you know what, Steve, you brought up a good point. Here's the thing. At this point, I knew, you know, she was a good warrior and obviously intelligent, challenging to both of these guys in this little love triangle. But I always thought she was a little, she was getting to be a little bit too manipulative to me, a little bit mm. too duplicitous, you know, mm. on both of these guys. But this just showed me, I mean, she's just like, yo, I'm a strong woman. This is who I am. And if I'm going to gonna have this love triangle, I'm going to be open about it because really I want the power. So really, who wants to get down with me? <laughs> Enough said. Enough said. And she didn't give him a choice, really. I mean, yeah. not that Bjorn was like, no, you know, yeah. it wasn't How like a me hashtag soon? Me Too moment or anything. <laughs> but like, she was like, no, we finna do this yeah. <laughs> right now. I wonder if they, you. you could save Me Too back in the day in the Vikings days. I don't think they had that. No, no. <laughs> um, well, we're not gonna go there. We're yeah, not gonna. Yeah. We got into trouble for that before. We're not gonna go there. Hey, and we don't want. Hey, dude. That we wish they did have it back then. Just Correct. Unf Correct. Unfortunately, we're talking about it in more archaic times. Correct. Consent is sexy, always. always. Freitas uh, finally airs on the good side of history. I think maybe this is why I liked her. Okay. Maybe this is why I didn't want her to die. Okay. Because she just, you knew it was coming too, but she just walked right up in there. She's like, hey, uh, Thor is dead. <laughs> Ivar is crazy. He killed my child. There's a secret way into town. Basically. And I'm gonna let y'all in. And do you think do you think she knew she was signing her her death certificate yeah. when she did that? I wanna know what you guys think. Do you actually think maybe that's why she was such a boss about mm. admitting it later yeah. on, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I think she you know, she definitely knew what the repercussions were. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I mean it's it took something like that, uh somebody from the inside to kind of reveal I guess metaphorically Ivar's, um, what we call it, I guess, like his Achilles heel. You know, somebody on the inside had to come and say, "Look, this is he. This is how terrible he is. We're letting you in." Right. 
And Ivar is to some of you guys' comments in the in the room here. Ivar is was such a good like. Uh, um, what am I like? He good at making battle plans, good at at, at uh, master planning what was going to go on. That the only way that he was going to lose was someone on the inside. There you go. Right. Yeah, to good be point. fully aware of Freitas being his weakness, being the most beautiful thing in his entire life, and also still finding a way to tactfully be aware of it, even if it was going to hurt him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he, he is, even though I don't like him, he's the, <laughs> he's the uh, smartest guy for sure. So round two is what I labeled this, round two, okay. battle part round two. Uh, and listen, the boys come in through the secret passage, and they just come and erect shop, mm. literally for like 10 seconds. And then like, hold up, time out. We don't want to kill the rest of y'all. Yeah. Please just stay inside. You see Grandpa try yeah. to come out of the house, <laughs> and he was like, I'm ready to fight. And Bjorn was like, ah, Grandpa, stay inside. We don't want to kill y'all. We just want Ivar. And, of course, you had to have a few suckers, a few Ivar loyal, loyals try to come out and test them. But you need to weed them out, so let's get them out the way first. Right. And then, they, I mean, they did. And then mm. they were trying to, they were, came at Vitzer, Bjorn, and Finehair. And this is where Finehair takes the knife to the, yeah. to the or the sword to the, to the stomach. And Ivar creeps away. Slithers on away. I, I, w- I thought this was really interesting because I thought a couple of you in the comments were saying that you wanted to see Ivar fight. Yeah, we all wanted to see like the one-on-one. You mm-hmm. know, It's like, you're a tough guy, all this tough stuff you've been talking about, and now let's get it on, one-on-one. Yep. And that didn't happen. Did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> now, so not only did he want someone else to kill Bjorn, yeah. he couldn't do that because I still think he loves his brother. Oh, okay. And then he had uh, all these other dudes fight for him while he tried to slither away. I mean, the only way he realistically could have done it is if he was on his chariot. But I'm just playing this whole scenario out. You know, somebody would eventually knock him off his chariot. But if it's like two guys standing mano a mano, it's a wrap. Yeah, I can't hang with either of them. Yeah, for for sure. Merle, uh, we see you in the room. Welcome. Uh, (laughs) I'm glad you liked my gramps, Jeff. Yeah, I think uh, a couple of you guys are agreeing with me. Danny, some other folks. I agree. As much as I don't like Ivar, there was no way he was going to lose, mm-hmm. especially having the fortress of Catacut, right? You have the three walls. You really only have to defend the one. Mm-hmm. You have the upper position. You are the the better uh, uh, st- strategy mind when mm-hmm. it comes to war than your brothers, who are more just like brute force strength. Mm-hmm. And so it was. It was going to have to take somebody on the inside to really be the only way that, that you were going to end up losing. And, and to that point, Jeff says, Ivar's defenses were on point, but betrayed by his love. It, it, but really, I think it's not even not so much the point, the point that he betrayed Freitas. He betrayed his love. I mean, uh, she, she betrayed him. I think he betrayed her when he killed his baby. Well, so, right. So, I mean, everything he's kind of brought on himself. Maybe this show, speaking of bringing stuff on yourself, should be called Karma. Karma. Everybody gets some karma in yeah. this. Everybody. Oh, Lord. So, you know, we talked about the Freitas scene uh, earlier. You know, this is where, oh, man, that was really and people, By the way, people are always saying hashtag King Bjorn, by the way. I like that hashtag. <laughs> King Bjorn. Let me give it, let me give you out who's doing that. That's a good nice. Um, against Bjorn one-on-one, he will lose. Are you saying Ivar? Uh, Ivar? Ara and Jason, and some folks in the chat room are talking about Ivar versus Bjorn one-on-one. I'm not sure who would win that fight. Probably Bjorn, but if you got him to the ground, I don't know. There might be an Ivar sort of thing. Um, so then we all of a sudden, this is where Ariadne, to your point, and a couple of other folks, this is where it got a little bit cheesy. Everything happens, bam, 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 bam. And I almost was like, was this the moment? I'm just being real with y'all. Mm. Was this the moment where they heard that 
they were only getting renewed for one more season. <laughs> that's 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 what happened. And they were like, that's we gotta wrap all that's this shit happened. up in ten more episodes or whatever. So <laughs> guess what? Everything that we thought were going to be the first five episodes of next season, we're going to do right here in the last two minutes, which is all the time we have left, by the way. I mean, B- Finehair saves Bjorn, Freitas dies. And uh, R is one of the people that, that called that out. Yeah, that was a bit cheesy, but I was happy to see Lagatha rejoin Bjorn. You know, it was like... Right. It, it was literally like... well, And then, like, Bjorn walks out, Olaf gives him the flag, whatever, and then all of a sudden, Uba walks in. Did they literally fly over from England? Correct. <laughs> Right. Like, it was they, like they were like that. They were on the boat. And the, how was the timing? The timing of that. They just happened to roll up yeah. right when the battle was done. First of all, they could have used some help from everyone coming over on that boat. Mm-hmm. Second of all, like that timing was just a little too convenient. Everybody, Uba walks in, face still all tore up. Mm-hmm. And then Lagertha walks in and just happens to have the uh, Sword of Kings because she carries it in her purse, apparently. <laughs> Lagatha, what are you? I was like, this was like too. And we much. go full circle, you know. Uh, Bjorn gets to see his father, Ragnar, and there's the visions. And then we even get to hear from the seer, you know, the seer's back in the visions. How amazing was that? Now, yeah. I know some of you guys in the chat didn't like this scene, but I kind of liked this scene because there was a moment during all of this going on where I did think, is this all real? Yeah, because it's, it, it's, the way they shot it, too, is very mystical, and I think they wanted it to have a surreal feel, so uh-huh. I agree. Yeah. And then the seer throws us there, right? He throws us off. Ragnar's yeah. whispering in Bjorn's ear, and I don't know, it was crazy, but the last scene, before we get into season six predictions in 30 seconds, <laughs> Ivar looks up from the hat, and you're like, oh, shit, he's still alive, and then rolls away. Can I wait? Can I say this? I've never seen one of those like Chinese peasants hats in the Vikings world. I've Anywhere, never seen right? that. I've never seen and that. Then it I, was cool disguise, but it just it just <laughs> happens to be like hey. right there, right? Yeah. Like how funny was that? Anyway, yeah. so uh listen, Al, you are you thinking about your predictions? Yes. These are big predictions for for season six. Mm-hmm. I, I have a couple. Okay. I think it's gonna be get them all. And now you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. All right, I'm going to let you go first, Al. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let me talk to the prediction camera, my camera right here. We've already heard from the seer that he actually says, Bjorn Ironside, you will be greater than Ragnar. And I find that kind of, I think he said that before, but it's still, it's still kind of hard for me to swallow in my head because Ragnar's ghost looms so big over the entire show and over right. uh, everyone's, over the entire family. But with that said, I mean, it's obviously, if he's going to be that guy to remember down in history, then obviously he's going to kill Ivar. I'm just going to say, it. he's going to kill Ivar. We know we got one more second, one, one more season, but yeah, Ivar's done. It, it's a wrap. I don't know whether they'll bring it out to the last uh, episode of finale of next season or maybe they'll do it mid mid season but yeah he's Ivar's out of here finally Ivar's toast uh my prediction for season six is going to be very games of throny right who's going to end up leading cat cut that's how they're going to go out um and I'm sticking with it. I think it's going to be Torvi. Nice. <laughs> Something <laughs> ironic like that. Interesting. Right, right. No Interesting one it's going to be Torvi. Uh Steve what's yours? Uh you know I I I would really honestly want to see some more mystical uh, action going on just with the storytelling. I know uh-huh. that's not really a prediction, 
but as far as uh, Ivar is considered, yeah, I think he's going to bite the dust. Absolutely. He, and he I, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be Bjorn. I, th- I would, mm. I'd still put my money on. Bitzerk. Yeah, Bjorn's almost like too easy to call it. Right, right. right. It could even be like Floki Bitzerk still has a destiny to follow, by the way. Oh, yeah, he does. Uh, very good. Well, listen, we thank you guys so much. Uh, I know we were kind of all over the place with hosts this season, but that's just kind of life. But you got to wrap up with me and Al. Me, Al, Yaku, well, at least. Hopefully, Carrie will come back to next season for season six. Of course, Steve, we love you. We have you here. And we love you guys the most. We really enjoy, honestly, coming and talking with you guys every single Wednesday night. Uh, please stick around. Watch these old episodes. We're going to do it, too. We will be with you when season six comes, six comes back out. I promise. Comment. We will get to those comments. And my name is James Simmons. You please follow me on the Instagrams at AskTheNP. Everybody, your boy LG, real quick, even though my contact info is below, my feature film is screening in the Pan-African Film Festival. So you can go to paff.org and get tickets or contact me at my social media below. But the film is called Jamaica House. Hope to see you there. Thanks for your support. It's been a good one. Don't forget to subscribe and like. Bam. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.